0: Welcome to Covenant Conversations, episode number 13. Today, your host, Peter Washkowitz in New York, and I, Shweta Rao in London, will talk about a liquidity enhancement measure more commonly seen in Europe in recent times that is causing controversy across the pond, super senior debt.
1: Uh, So, Shweta, so in, in the last few episodes, we've kind of gone over a few different options for companies in terms of raising liquidity. We've talked about uh, transferring uh, assets to unrestricted subsidiaries. We've talked about uh, some companies doing distressed exchanges, taking advantage of of their uh, unsecured note prices. Uh, we've talked about EBITDA addbacks related to uh, the coronavirus. Um, but one thing we haven't talked about, and something that we've kind of been seeing more and more of lately, is uh, companies pursuing um, super senior or you know super first lien uh, debt. Um obviously what this is is you know these companies are creating tranches of debt that um kind of come ahead of their existing first lien debt uh you, we'll get into this a little more but um in the US we we saw last week uh Serta Simmons do this um what 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 is happening is the company is creating a new kind of uh first lien first out uh debt tranche um and a second out tranche with the ability to do a third out tranche and they're exchanging some of their existing first and second lien debt. Um, in kind of a delicious irony, uh, Apollo is, is suing the company, um, saying that what they are doing uh, violates the agreement and really kind of violates, you know, the common agreement among lenders. Um, I, I don't know if they have a, a winning argument, just given uh, CERTA's documents um, do not explicitly say that uh, amendments that create a, uh, a, a subordination of lenders liens uh, require all lenders to consent and you know the way amendment amendment provisions work is if it's not listed uh, needing all uh, lenders to consent uh, it needs a majority of lenders to consent but um, you know that's the only deal we've kind of seen in the U.S. Um, I know in Europe you are seeing uh, multiple kind of similar deals. Um, could you tell us about them?
0: Sure. So in Europe, we have this concept of super senior debt, which has been around for quite a while, which is generally put into place where there are high yield bonds and then there is an RCF. The RCF is deemed to be super senior. Now, what does super senior debt in that context actually mean? What it means is that in terms of collateral enforcement proceeds, that RCF or that debt will get repaid first. So this is very specifically contractual ranking that is put into place via a payments waterfall provision in the intercreditor agreement. That's generally so. In terms of payment ranking, the debt, the RCF, will be parry with the bonds. But in terms of distribution of collateral proceeds, it'll come out super senior. Now, what we have seen in Europe is this, uh, in the drive to raise liquidity, one of the popular options has been to try and get super senior debt, which is for obvious reasons that new money that wants to come in, wants to come in at the highest position in the capital structure. So we've seen a whole bunch of examples and a bunch of companies who have gone and also obtained super senior debt. There are, are three main ways in which European borrowers have achieved this. And we're talking about borrowers generally that have bonds in the capital structure here. So one way is where you have a bond such as Selector, which already has a super senior debt basket in it. So you look at the capacity in your super senior debt basket and you max that out. So Selector did that. And then we published a few reports on super senior debt capacity in March, uh, uh, which was existing in bond documents in companies in the retail sector and the gaming sector, so that investors were aware of how much additional or incremental super senior debt a company could go ahead and borrow if it needed to do so to shore up its liquidity. The second way is where you have a super senior debt basket in your docs, but you've already maxed it out. So then what do you do? So what you need to then do is you need to go and get a consent from your bondholders, which is what MATALAN did. It went and got a consent from its bondholders to increase the size of the super senior debt basket. Now, that is an amendment of the debt covenant, which needs just majority bondholder bondholder consent, which is what it got. The third option is what happens if you don't have... A super senior layer in your credit documents from day one, which is something that Swissport is encountering now. So they have a TLB and they have high yield bonds, which are sitting side by side in the cap stack. They did not have a super senior layer. Um, they don't have that in their documents right now. So they need to amend both their credit agreement, as well as their bond documents, as well as their intercreditor to insert a new uh, new money through super senior debt, so what they're doing right now is they've gone out and got consents from their bondholders, and you need just majority lender consent from on the bond side they've also gone out to their credit agreement lenders to get consent from them. Now, the wrinkle is that to amend the inter creditor agreement to insert this new super senior layer in they need to get unanimous consent from their credit agreement lenders.
1: But not the bondholders.
0: But not the bondholders. And that is likely because their credit agreement amendments provision has a clause in it, which says that if you are changing the priority or subordination in the intercredit agreement, you have to get consent of all lenders that are adversely affected by that change. But their right, bonds don't have a similar provision.
1: Right. I, oh I see. So it's it's one of these things, kind of like certo, where if it doesn't have it, it doesn't require it. But because it has it in um, in Swissports credit agreement, the credit agreement lenders all need to consent.
0: Correct. They need to consent to the change in the priority waterfall in the intercreditor.
1: Interesting. And so, uh, so how have uh, are you aware of how kind of bondholders or uh, term loan lenders have have reacted to this?
0: So Swiss port is in a perilous way. And, you know, if the creditors the recognize that if this new super senior money doesn't come in at this stage, then this could go into an insolvency and could be quite value destructive. So the bondholders have consented for the new super senior money to come in. Uh, I believe they have not got 100% consent from their credit agreement lenders, but what they're doing is they're employing an English law scheme of arrangement to obtain that consent. And the benefit of using an English law scheme of arrangement to obtain the consent from their credit agreement lenders is that it lowers the consent threshold from 100% to just 75% by value. And that scheme of arrangement is in the courts right now
1: so if if this scheme of arrangement kind of allows you to bypass the unanimous consent, why wouldn't every company kind of go this route? I mean, are there any repercussions or are there any conditions you need to meet to to be able to do it in the first
0: place? You do have to meet certain conditions to be to avail of a scheme of arrangement in an English court to for an English court to have jurisdiction to be able to take on that scheme the borrower or that credit needs to have a sufficient connection to England which can be obtained and has been obtained in the past by changing a New York law governed document to English law which also has been obtained by doing something called a Comey shift which also has been obtained by incorporating a borrower in England to establish sufficient nexus so that an English court has jurisdiction to take on this restructuring so as to speak. Of uh, that particular credit. Oh,
1: interesting. And and um, when you have a, a revolver, a revolver that's super senior, do you ever is it ever documented in a in a credit agreement with a term loan, or is it always a separate uh, a separate agreement governing the super senior debt and uh you know the ordinary first lien debt?
0: Generally, the super senior debt that we've seen is uh, in cap stacks where you have high yield bonds. And then you have mm-hmm. a super senior revolver and you don't have term loans. So the super senior revolver obviously has its own document. The bonds have their own documents. And then you have an intercreditor where they meet and which sets out the payment waterfall with respect to the collateral enforcement proceeds, where both the bonds and the revolver are secured by the same pool of assets.
1: Interesting. So, uh, so I mean, would you say this is going to, do you think uh, the the incidences where companies are are seeking super senior debt will will increase now or um you know are are the companies that need it using it now and uh you think things will kind of stabilize or kind of return to you know uh, normal times uh anytime soon
0: well i don't think we can return to normal times <laughs> um that's that's a very big question and i don't have a good answer for that but it it doesn't look like we're going to return to normal times anytime soon i think the world has changed in very many ways and will continue to be so but in terms of super senior debt the first wave of liquidity raises that we saw in europe there were there was a, there was a concerted effort to bring that money in at the super senior level because that's where the new money creditors wanted to come in especially when it's a stressed issuer
1: you know, it's funny because uh, there have been a lot of times where, you know, we'll, we'll review agreements and, you know, we'll pick out kind of the, the super aggressive terms and lay them out. But it gets frustrating because companies rarely have, you know, Im, you know, uh, relied on these provisions uh, to kind of, you know, get more liquidity, uh, raise more debt, pay more dividends. Um, but in the last month or two, I mean, we're seeing companies, you know, transferring assets, to unrestricted subs where the super senior debt. It just seems like now, more than any other time that I can remember, uh, covenants and documents really, really do matter because companies are, you know, running out of options and they really are kind of looking at every word to see, uh, you know, to maximize their flexibility under all of these documents.
0: Exactly right. I mean, this is the time to do a forensic analysis of your documents to see what a borrower can or cannot do, which may be to the detriment of its creditors and, you know, these, these are all examples of the above.
1: Yeah, great, great times, great times ahead, I guess.
0: For lawyers, always.
1: Right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think that that about does it for uh, for this week's episode. Have a great week, Shweta.
0: And you, you too. Take care, Peter.